Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa. The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Powder Blue Review. I am your host, Michael Peterson, and what a coincidence that we are recording, and obviously you guys are listening to this on Thursday, I am recording this on Wednesday, but this is episode 31, and I am recording it on the 31st of October. Happy Halloween as well. Um, Again, you guys are going to be listening to this the day after, but hope you guys got all the candy you ever wanted. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday with your family and friends and you know what, had your fair share of candy, candy, excuse me, candy, because no one is judging here. So, uh, guys, we got a good little show today. Obviously, the second episode of the week is usually a little bit shorter. Um, Usually, there's just kind of like less news to go over, and it's just a quick preview, um, roundup of the injury report, what I've got so far, and then I always usually finish this thing up with uh, my three biggest things that I will be watching for uh, during the game this Sunday. Um, But, guys... There's a good one. There's a good one coming up with the Green Bay Packers. The team is, I believe, 6-1 and one or 7-1. and one. I'm not sure if they've had their bye yet, um, but it's a good team. Anytime Aaron Rodgers is involved with a team, it is probably a good team. They get Devontae Adams back. Um, they get a lot of their playmakers um, together. There's not a lot of injuries or anything. I don't think they had one person not participate in practice as of this past uh, Wednesday or Thursday, excuse me. And... Um, Uh, It's going to be a good test. I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys are too. It's going to be a a huge test, actually. I know that the Chargers eked out a win against the Chicago Bears, um, but we've got to get this. We've got to start stacking these W's. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the team's said that plenty of times. You get some momentum, you got to stack these W's. And and I I think the talent's there. I think it's it would be such a Charger thing for them to beat the teams that they should never beat. And at the same time, unfortunately, lose to the teams that they should never lose to. That is just such a Chargers thing to do. And that's why I have a little more hope than usual going into this Sunday. So without further ado, guys, let's get on to the show. The Chargers are at home, quote unquote, at home this Sunday, hosting the Green Bay Packers. And it's going to be quite the game. The Packers have one of the most explosive offenses in the entire NFL right now. And the Chargers have been, you know, pretty good at limiting points um, as things stands right now. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, I thought I already had it pulled up, so pardon me. But um, as of right now, they are limiting opponents to... I really thought this was going to be right here on ESPN to look up, but apparently not. But I know they, as of uh, prior to the Chicago Bears game, the Chargers were limiting, I think, opponents. Uh, they were fifth and points allowed as as a defense. So um, overall, they may be you know bleeding yards in, uh, on the run game, still limiting in, uh, through the air. I think they're the 11th best passing defense in the league. But overall, um, they've been really good in terms of just limiting teams and their total points. But that will surely be tested by Aaron Rodgers, who's got his plethora of weapons. You know, you got two really good running backs. You got a handful of really good wide receivers. Um, one being a speedster. He is getting his main weapon back in Devontae Adams. So a little bit more danger in this offense. Um, but overall, 
Let's just kind of give a, a, a brief little look on how each team is done and uh, what their players look like stats-wise and stuff up to this point. So starting with the Chargers, Phillip Rivers is sitting at 2,315 passing yards. He is currently third in the NFL in passing yards, just behind Aaron Rodgers. He has 12 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Phillip Rivers has played uh, more cleanly uh, the past couple weeks than he did to start the season for sure. I know he had one pick last week. Before that, he had none. He's just looking a little bit better there, which is exactly the type of ball that Phillip Rivers needs to play at this very moment is clean, clean, clean. Austin Eckler, 72 uh, carries for 251 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, tied with the team lead in 51 catches, second on the team in receiving yards with 507 and five receiving touchdowns. Melvin Gordon still sitting at 112 rushing yards, 44 carries, one rushing touchdown, got his first one on a 19-yard carry this past Sunday. Uh, 11 catches through the air, 37 yards, and one touchdown um, catch as well. Allen, like I said, tied for the team lead. 51 catches, but leads the team in receiving yards with 617. I believe he is tied with one or two other players for 10th in the NFL in receiving yards, but has just three touchdowns. I don't think has caught a, a touchdown pass in the last, I want to say, five games, four or five games. Uh, it's been bone dry in the uh, touchdown receiving department for wide receivers, as I think the last two that Rivers has thrown were to uh, that were, they actually they've been to Hunter Henry, they've been to Austin Eckler, and then one's been to Melvin Gordon. So I don't think a receivers caught a touchdown pass for quite some time in this offense. Mike Williams uh, sitting with 26 catches, 419 receiving yards on pace to have more receiving yards than he did last year, obviously on, uh, on pace for 838 yards, but still on pace for zero touchdowns as well. Hunter Henry's been a gem since he's come back. He only had four for 47, let uh, one kind of hit him in the chest. That would have been, I think, a 12 or 13 yard game, but currently sitting with 22 total catches for 304 yards and the pair of touchdowns that he caught against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. Defensively, for the Chargers, your leading tackler is still Thomas Davis. He is leading the team with 63 total stops, uh, has one sack on the season. Joey Bosa, your defensive MVP so far. Uh, second on the team in total tackles with 42, has seven sacks right now, was just most recently named the, uh, what was it, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Phenomenal. The NFC Defensive Player of the Week was actually his brother, Nick Bosa, for the 49ers, and Nick actually got the NFC Defensive Player of the Month of October, so congrats to you know his little brother Nick, but Bosa's been on his own tear as well. Roger Teamer, third on the team right now in total tackles, 40 of those, one sack and one interception. Casey Hayward, 20 tackles on the year, two interceptions, had one against the Bears that really helped kill the momentum that the Bears uh, were creating at the moment. Desmond King, 30 tackles, no interceptions, unfortunately, this year, but does have two and a sacks, and those all came against the Miami Dolphins. Offensively, for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, like I said, second in the NFL with uh, 2,324 passing yards, has 16 touchdowns to only two interceptions. So River, or Rogers, excuse me, is playing some of the best ball of his career. Uh, this is kind of retro Rodgers. He hasn't kind of looked himself the last couple of years, but this is him, man. He throws a lot of touchdowns, and he doesn't throw, uh, if at all, any interceptions. Aaron Jones is really breaking out in a big way, uh, especially the last couple of weeks. As of right now, he's sitting with 114 carries for 466 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Also has 34 catches for 355 yards and three touchdowns through the air. So he is currently sitting in double-digit territory for total touchdowns with 11 uh the other duo, part of the duo, Jamal Williams, another running back, has 50 carries just for 100 or 218 yards and one touchdown, but also has 19 catches for 127 yards and four 
receiving touchdowns on, of his own. So again, quite the duo for them. 16 total touchdowns between the two running backs. Obviously going to be a big focal point between those two uh, in this offense. Receiver-wise, Adams comes back. Uh, he comes back with a stat line of 25 catches for 378 yards, has yet to find the end zone, uh, which is crazy for a guy who's had at least 10 touchdowns receiving, I think, the last three years straight. So quite the regression for Devontae Adams, but uh, making up in his absence has been Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 22 catches for 422 yards and two touchdowns. You've also got Jimmy Graham with 21 catches, 234 yards, and three scores of his own defensively the Packers have the leading tackler in the entire league in Blake Martinez he has 83 total tackles and one sack to his name Adrian Amos coming over from the Chicago Bears in free agency uh, I believe he's second on the team in tackles with 43 quite the drop from Blake Martinez's 83 has one interception to his name cornerback Kevin King is a second year player out of the University of Washington 36 tackles one sack leads the team with three interceptions Jer Alexander a second year player out of Louisville fastly becoming one of the best cover corners in the NFL he has 27 total tackles just one interception this season and then you've got the Smith brothers no relation uh to be honest but um, as the coolest way to describe them. Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Now, Zadarius Smith is tied for fourth in the NFL with eight sacks. He also has 22 tackles, 27 tackles, excuse me, on the year. Preston Smith, 28 total tackles, has seven sacks and one interception. So this Green Bay defense was reshaped, revamped in the, the offseason, and they got Preston and Zadarius Smith. Um, Jair Alexander took a huge step forward. Kevin King, I believe, was injured last year. So he's kind of been, if that's true, if my mind isn't isn't tricking me, then he's been a huge gain for that defense as well. Also adding Adrian Amos, who's quite the ball hawk from the Chicago Bears' vaunted defense last season. Him coming over was a huge deal. And all of a sudden, this defense is really, really good. And that's what makes me so nervous about this Chargers team who's missing so many pieces uh, on either side of the ball, honestly going up against a defense like this. I think the the Green Bay Packers are putting together a perfect storm of offensive defensive balance, both dominating where they should. And again, it scares me. It scares the ever-loving crap out of me. But, you know, when there's a lot of negativity and a lot of pessimism about, you know, how this game could possibly go, it's almost just as easy to to turn around and say, well, crazier things have happened and the Chargers have beat, you know, other teams that they should have no problem or should have had no um, business being even close to in these games. I mean, think about last year at Arrowhead. They did it without Keenan Allen. They did it without Melvin Gordon. Uh, So they've done crazier stuff before, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for in this matchup is that the the Packers still play well, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chargers surprise us as a fan base. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, a sharp, durable blade at a fair price. I like Harry's because it gives me a close shave, an easy glide with no nicks, no nothing, at a low price. So do us a favor and check out harrys.com bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades, and that fair price. It's just $2 per blade. It's just super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. 
and there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, just let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial sets at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders? Or decide which shipping carrier to use? Or if you're getting the best rates possible? Luckily, ShipStation can help with that. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door, and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even on your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. And it's no wonder that ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shopping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. One of the biggest things we notice as we look at the Chargers injury report, at least uh, at this point of me recording, I only have Wednesdays. Unfortunately, they're getting they're a little late today, uh, getting out the Thursday injury report. But um, one of the biggest things we notice as we look at the Chargers is that the uh, two defensive tackles, Justin Jones and Brandon Meebane, will not uh, did not participate on Wednesday once again. Cortez Broaden, um, who we recently found out has mono, did not participate either. Those are your three did not participates. The rest of the injury report were just limited, and those guys are Keenan Allen, wide receiver Jeremy Davis, Russell Kung, and Roderick Teamer. As we look over at the Green Bay Packers injury report, it is huge. They've got... I don't even know, at least two dozen players it looks like listed, and they're all uh, full or limited participants. Looks like they're, they do theirs a little bit differently. I mean, there's way too many full participants on here, to, I think, to justify putting any of those guys on. But in terms of names that are uh, notable and limited, Devontae Adams, of course. Uh, right tackle Brian Balaga is limited uh, with a finger injury. Um, Jimmy Graham, ankle limited. Aaron Jones limited with a shoulder deal. Um We've got Blake Martinez, hand and shoulder limited, and um, Aaron Rodgers was just simply limited. I'm sure there's nothing going on there. He's listed with a knee thing. Um, and then you got Marquez Valdez-Scantling limited with uh, ankle and knee. And then fullback Danny Vitale uh, limited with a knee injury. So nothing to really point out as far as... Um, big impactful things the team hasn't had justin jones or brandon mebane in the starting lineup for at least the last two games cortez broaden is a, a deep rotational player so as far as did not participate nothing yet for the chargers to really take note of um, at this point in time 
And like we always do, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up with my three things to watch for against the Green Bay Packers. These are just kind of themes or um, areas of concern that I have against the opposing team that I will just be kind of focusing most of my attention on as Sunday game, Sunday's game rolls along. Now, number one, I think, you know, the biggest thing that everyone will be looking for is, um, will the firing of Ken Wisenhunt make an immediate impact? And when, you know, I think about this question and what could possibly happen, I think about the Minnesota Vikings last year when they fired John DeFilippo. Now they did that closer towards the end of the season. I think it was prior to week 14 and the two games leading up to John DeFilippo's firing uh, they scored 10 and 7 points respectively. I think those were the two lowest scores that the Vikings uh, put up the entire season. In their very next game, the Vikings put up 41 points, which was a season best um, during 2018. And the, the offense just looked much more in rhythm. The play calls were really feeding off each other. Um, guys were getting open. It just looked much more clean and crisp in terms of uh, their performance on the field. Essentially, I would like to see something similar happen with the Chargers. You know, I don't know if it's just new blood. I don't know if it's just um, a a different personality, a different way of thinking about it. Maybe a a fresh start. Everyone, you know, with Wiz, as respectful as everyone wants to think about um, how much they held Wiz in regard and how great of a coach he was as a person. Um, just being able to take any excuse to kind of throw away everything negative that's happened, all the, the lack of rushing yards, the lack of points in the first half. This is a new start. This is a new play caller. The, you know, the world is essentially their oyster right now. And I think all the Chargers need to kind of buy into this mindset that it's a fresh, fresh start. And they could really put up some points from here on out um, and make that uh, their identity, T- totally take their identity in their hands and change it right now this Sunday against the Packers. Shock the world, all that stuff. I would really, really love to see the Chargers do something along those lines. Now, secondly, I have how will this Chargers defense look to contain the Packers' explosive offense? So um, as of right now, it is looking like Aaron Rodgers is going to be getting his favorite weapon back in Devontae Adams. And now while Adams has been out, uh, the load has been carried by Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Geronimo Allison, and both running backs Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So Valdez-Scantling can get behind any defense. He is just that fast. He is true for like sub 4-4, four, 4-3 four, four, fast. Um, and Jones, like I mentioned earlier, he's breaking out and he's been a true dual threat back for the Chargers excuse me, for the Packers, pardon me. Yeah, I wish Aaron Jones was on this team. But uh, um, with no sign of Derwin coming back anytime soon, um, with defensive back still a very thin position at the moment, it's kind of tough not to shiver at the idea of guys like Teamer and Rayshon Jenkins trying to keep everyone else, you know, limited that's not named Devontae Adams. And I say that because Adams is likely going to draw uh, shadow coverage from Casey Hayward. And King, Desmond King, will likely stay in the slot and help contain the running backs as well as he is one of the most sticky tacklers on this team. Um, With the lack of defensive back depth as well, it means that the team can't get into their normal dime and and nickel packages, which means that more traditional linebackers will stay on the field at the same time. So expect more Thomas Davis and Denzel Perryman probably getting more run than they would if guys like Adrian Phillips were back uh, in the lineup and healthy. And what's so what makes me so nervous about this is that 
last game against the Bears, you saw Taylor Gabriel, the fastest wide receiver for the Bears, get matched up somehow on Thomas Davis and Denzel Perryman. And he would literally just run right by them. And that's when you get these big 20, 30 yard chunk gains for the Bears. And that's kind of what kept them uh, getting down the field because the Chargers, you know, uh, they couldn't stop the run when they went to the I formation in the second half. But for the most of the first half, they were able to stop the run. They were able to limit passing yards, but it was just these chunk gains that they get um, out of trouble on these third and longs. Uh, the Bears keep kept completing and completing, and this was usually the case. It was Gabriel or someone like that on a linebacker. And they just can't have that. Um, the Packers also have one of the best offensive tackle duos in the league with David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga. And honestly, this might be the tallest task for Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram so far this season. Bulaga and, and Bakhtiari have both been playing like all pro talents. And Bakhtiari is arguably one of, if not the best left tackle in the league in general. So this is quite the challenge. And honestly, if Joey Bosa is able to continue his tear uh, that he's been on. I mean, seven sacks on the season so far, tons of tackles for losses, uh, playing the run and the pass just as well. Uh, there's no reason he shouldn't find himself in early talks for defensive player of the year. Now, thirdly, um, I'm going to be watching Russell Okung against Zadarius Smith and, and Preston Smith. I'm not sure which one lines up on the left or right sides. They may switch. I know this defense is very multiple, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them flipping uh, either side of the line or even getting into the, the interior and outside. Um, I can expect all of it. So basically, Okung returned for his first game against uh, the Bears after his pulmonary embolism, but unfortunately, he wound up not finishing that game. Um, and a lot of people initially thought that it was because he just wasn't in shape. He missed the last couple drives and didn't finish the game, like I said. But uh, he sustained a calf injury of some sort. And, and in a post-game presser, uh, Anthony Lynn said that he would be he, he is just fine or like his plane shape is just fine. If he didn't have the injury, then he would have uh, finished the game as per usual. Um, which is good, which is absolutely fantastic. But, uh, you know, if he, if he returns to the lineup again and that calf issue doesn't keep him out of this one, he's going to face off against a really good duo. Preston has seven sacks. Zadarius has eight. Uh, they're tied for fourth and third respectively in, in sacks in the entire NFL. Um, Middle linebacker Blake Martinez is also no slouch. Uh, like I said, he does lead the league with 83 total stops. He's going to be everywhere on the field. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would like to believe Lynn and and Steichen, if that's how you pronounce his last name, um, I apologize if that is incorrect, but um, I think about last year when they faced the Cleveland Browns and the, you know, the offensive tackles we didn't think were that great anyway, and Miles Garrett is a hell of a player, uh, currently is tied for the league lead with 10 sacks this season, but in that game, the Chargers ran all over the Browns, and what I saw was they did, um, they used a number of nifty motions and uh, misdirections that kept or influenced Miles Garrett out of uh, the run game and, and kind of rendered him useless, you know? They, they, you know, his reads forced him one direction, but the ball was going another direction. Like, um, it was just great. It was great to see. He, they did such a good job of, uh, of uh, getting him out of the game plan without even having to traditionally block him per se. So um, my hopes are something like that, that we come out and, you know, Steichen, you know, does the best job he can. You know, if he does well, he's going to run away with his job and he's going to be the Chargers offensive coordinator for the foreseeable future. So I could see him going all out in this and in a post game, not post game presser, but a presser earlier today on Wednesday, um, someone started asking him, you know, about his influences and stuff like that. And, you know, he was mentored by Norv Turner, who was a phenomenal play caller for this team. Uh, obviously when the Danny Tomlinson was still here, 
And he is a really, really good play caller, well-respected across the entire NFL. And maybe we get to see some of that throwback stuff for the Chargers uh, based on those influences. So um, those are my three things I will be watching the closest uh, this week against the Green Bay Packers. So um, that does it for today's show, guys. It wraps things up. Greatly appreciate you guys. Episode 31, happy Halloween. Um, hope you guys had a fantastic holiday. Uh, with the season, man. It, I love Halloween. Spooky season, man. It is one of my favorite times of the year. I hope you're listening to all the music, the Monster Mash, everything like that. As always, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. And you might as well follow the Twitter handle for the podcast as well. That's at PB Review Podcast. And I'd appreciate it if you guys headed on over to SB Nation's BoltsFromTheBlue.com. That is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog where I do a couple weekly pieces and uh, X and O's and type stuff throughout the year. So once again, this has been Michael Peterson. Really appreciate you guys stopping in. And I will see you guys hopefully for a Victory Monday, the second in a row, after this team knocks off the Green Bay Packers. <laughs>